Walmart Centered Sales Leader Podcast, your one-stop shop for building client relationships, scaling your business, and ultimately growing your income. When you are looking for your next step in personal and financial growth, we've got you covered. With your host, number one international best-selling author and heart-centered sales expert, Connie Whitman. Welcome to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast on webtalkradio.net. I'm your Heart Centered Sales Leader and, of course, host, Connie Whitman. Thanks for joining us today. So, weekly as you join us, I really hope that you understand the purpose of the show and it's really all about you, um, the listeners. So, my guests and I, hopefully, we provide tools, tips, strategies, and all sorts of cool stuff to help you navigate change and whatever change you're going through. For me, I hope that you can scale your business, grow your sales, um, and my guests' information hopefully helps you navigate um, if the topics are applicable to the change that you're living through. So, of course, I have my motivational quote today, and it is by Jim Rohn, and he says, either run the day or the day runs you. So today's topic is sales. You know, that's my favorite topic. But sales is my superpower with speaking to clients, understanding what their needs are, and then making those solutions or recommendations. Um, and again, it's to help, you know, drive your sales and your, your sales team success. But did you know there's actually another side to sales? What? I know, it's crazy. The other side of sales is actually quite interesting, and it's the stuff I don't like. It's all the behind the scenes um, things that need to happen to truly be able to serve our clients in the best way possible. Today, we're going to peel back that curtain. We're going to look behind it and we're going to we're going to see what needs to go on behind the scenes in order to support your client relationships. So, of course, I have an expert, uh, my good friend, Tom Principe, and I hope I said your name right, Tom. He is the founder and CEO of Sales Access. I said that right. A firm specializing in sales strategy, process, and execution. And Tom has 30 plus years history of sales leadership and success in diverse industries. Now, Tom is passionate about building and developing high performing teams that drive results. He's built sales teams from the ground up, including hiring, sourcing, training, creating support infrastructures, and performance matrix, all of which are needed. Um, He's built and led sales teams in both the U.S. and abroad with annual revenue revenue responsibilities from 1 million um, to in excess of 500 million. He knows his stuff. Um, His background includes experience with large international companies as well as small privately owned and entrepreneurial companies. So please help me welcome my wonderful, amazing friend, Tom, to the show. So Tom, thanks for being on. Connie, thank you uh, very much. Just a quick correction. I I love having excess sales, but my company is sales success. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) but, but you know, I, they're interrelated. They're interchangeable, right? <laughs> yes. See, and you you have the S X next to each other. Yeah, my mouth, yeah. my mouth just wouldn't say it that way. Oh my goodness, that's well. Thank you for the correction. And I well, there's actually, other ways people could, there's other ways people could mispronounce it, which would be bad. So <laughs> it would be really bad. So that's good. Yes. And don't worry, Tom. At the ends um, with the show notes, I actually put your website and we backlink it, so people will be able to easily find you. So this is kind of important, right? Because I think here's the 
think, Tom, I do think our conversation today is super important because I feel like I'm all the front end of sales and then you're you're that back end, which, oh, by the way, we kind of need the balance of both. So um, I'm I'm going to I know I'm going to learn something today. What first question, what makes you passionate about sales? Well, so Connie, I'm blessed, you know, um, you talk to a lot of people and many, many people just don't have a career that they're really excited about. (laughs) And for me, I was very fortunate that I I grew up in organizations where I had a lot of good coaches and mentors and I found my, my passion and that's sales. And what I, what I'm passionate about is I, I love, I love working with reps, coaching, developing reps, just seeing people improve and, and, and achieve their, their uh, objectives and their results. And then secondly, I just love the whole customer interaction and exchange. You know, I love the, the back and forth and the problem solving to come up yeah. to a, a good solution that's mutually beneficial for both sides. Yeah, the win-win is, you know, it's important, right? Otherwise, it's cut, that's when the sales and it just becomes icky, right? So we don't ever want to be in that icky place. Yeah. Um, so what exactly do you do and why do you do it? Because it is a little different from what I do. So I, let's make yeah, that is. clarification, yeah. Yeah, and I think, kind of you really, I think, outlined it very well. You, you operate on the, the front end, which is the execution, right? So once all these things are in place, then you really help to drive it home to make sure that it, that it works. Um, so for me, I, I kind of start at the very beginning. So I work with you know, small business owners to help them build a good sales strategy, which is linked to a good sales forecast. And then I help them put in place the processes and structure that you need to help support and drive that. And sure. then I help them with the execution piece. So, um, uh, you know, so the companies that I work with, you know, they could range from being a relatively new company that has a new product or service to sell. Maybe they don't have a sales team or a strategy in place yet. I can help them do that. Or they could be a company that's in business for 30 years. And suddenly in this whole pandemic, they realize that, you know what, <laughs> the, the, the world has changed and I'm not growing my sales and, and I'm not really uh, getting the results that I used to get. And so, you know, that could be a company with one rep, four reps, eight reps. It, it doesn't matter. Um, if they have a problem growing their sales, that's where I, I believe I can help. And it's crazy because COVID, nothing is the same. Nothing. Um, your business, my business, right? Nothing is the same. So um, maybe this is an opportunity for people to look at what may, might have been working and now might not be working. So this is a nice opportunity to kind of revamp, reevaluate, and maybe bring someone like you and or me in or both of us in. Um, but yeah, I, I think that there's pivotal moments for, for companies today. And And this might be the time to kind of pull up the sleeves, go back in and and dig in and see what what maybe still is working, what needs to shift. So what are some of the things that you um, things that may contribute to that stagnation of sales? And what do what do you see most frequently? And I know there's a couple of things that you see uh, small business owners or really business owners. What are they neglecting and, and creating that stagnation with the sales piece? Yeah, that, that's a great question, Connie. Uh, and I think it, it really is reflected in, in a survey that we sent out to about 200 uh, small business owners. And, and some of the results that we came back with were enlightening, to say the least. So, so here's some of the statistics. So first of all, five out of 10 companies haven't had anyone travel with one of their sales reps on a sales call in the past 12 months. Um, six out of 10 companies don't have an individual sales quota established for their sales team. Um, Six out of 10 companies don't have a sales forecasting tool or even a process to initiate that. 
Um, nine out of 10 companies don't have a customer relationship management system, which we refer to as a CRM. And then nine out of 10 companies don't have a compensation plan that incents the behavior they're seeking. Now, I just want to be clear here. This is not placing blame. As you know, many small business owners, you know, they're often overwhelmed by playing too many roles and they may not have the resources. And so that's where they need to kind of seek some assistance. And it's funny because, you know, you and I as business owners, it's easy to go down that rabbit hole of, oh, I could do that. Oh, I could save money doing that. And then what happens is you go so far down the the rabbit hole that you stop doing what you should be doing. So, right, for me, it's about teaching and going out and and networking, right, and building my network, um, creating my digital class, all of these things. That's what I'm good at. I'm good at sales. So, what you're good at, I have to be honest, Tom, I I don't want to go into the back end of things. I don't want to help them set it up. Can I help them strategize why they should do it and maybe what the compensation plan is and stuff like that and what the behaviors are that we're outlining. But to deep dive what you do, I want no part of that. So um, business owners, I hope you heard what Tom just said. It's dangerous. And, And I know I've fallen into that. Oh, I could do that. I could do that. You know, a month goes by and I think, oh, I really don't want to do that. And now you've lost a month of potential income if I had put into place what I should have a month ago. So we're penny wise, dollar foolish. And what ends up happening for me, I can't stand wasting time and money. Um, That makes my head want to explode, right? (laughs) So yeah, we do very different things, but I think we're both integral into the success of a business, right? Um, what, what What may be some things that you find business owners highlight um, that when you get in and start talking to them, like you're like, wow, here's some trouble and here's how I need to dig in and maybe help them. Well, you know, typically, um, Connie, what you'll hear business owners express is a lot of frustration (laughs) and a lot of stress, right? So they'll say things like, my sales are flat, they're declining, or we just lost a big customer. They were responsible for about a third of our revenue. I'm not sure how I'm going to get that back. How am I going to recoup that? Um, Or um, we're not getting any new business. All we're getting is our existing customers and we're not really growing anything. Uh, Here's one you'll love. Training doesn't seem to help. Training doesn't seem to be effective <laughs> for the sales reps um, or the sales team is not following my my objectives, right? The goals that we've set out for them. So those are the frustrations that you'll you'll hear a business owner speak to. And then they need to figure out, OK, well, then what do I do about it? Which is it, that's the important piece. What do I do about it? But you have to identify that there's uh, trouble in paradise, so to speak. <laughs> you know, it's funny, Tom. I remember when I started my business 20 years ago, um, I had one client and they it was probably maybe 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 18 years ago. And so I went in and I did the sales training and they did not want any part of creating a coaching program where I would teach their coaches how to coach their team to reinforce, you know, what was trained in the training classes for their sales reps. And no, we don't need that. You know, we'll handle it. And I'm like, okay, see, I was naive because I figured, well, they know their business. They know that they have to reinforce what was just taught. It wasn't the case. And then later on, it got back to me that they blamed the training. So from that point on, anytime I sign a new client, I have some what I call non-negotiables. And I don't mean that in an in a, um, arrogant way. But if you want to hire me for training, I love it. And I will help you right to my last breath. I will make you successful. <laughs> you have to let you have to allow me to create a coaching component to that training. And I need to 
I'm not going to come in and do the coaching, you know, forever, but I need to train and coach your managers, your team leaders, whoever it is to be able to go back and reinforce the training that was done, you know, to build those sales skills, right. To push the envelope. And if they say, no, we don't want the training. I say, well, then thanks, but I don't want the business because it's my reputation, especially now 20 years out there. I can't allow my reputation to get tarnished because they are missing that critical piece of the reinforcement of the training. So that's why you hear, I'm sure when you come in, oh, the training didn't work. Yeah. Truly, was it because the vendor wasn't a quality vendor or was it because nobody reinforced it after the training happened? And they're important questions for you, but they're important questions for me to ask when I go to a new client as well. Yeah, you know, Connie, again, a great point, right? Because, you know, when they're hiring us, right, they don't need another industry expert. (laughs) What they're looking for is someone who brings expertise in their chosen field where they have a problem, right? (laughs) So whether that's in training, they need an expert that really knows training has been doing this for a long time, because you know, all the components, like you said, and you know, the pull through as well. And likewise, you know, if they need, if they have problems with sales, right, they don't need another industry or product expert. They need someone who knows sales and can help them to address the problems. That's right. And I think sometimes too, and I'm sure you see this, Tom, um, their department heads or the leader, whoever it is of the sales, oh, I could do the training. (laughs) Can you? And and so this is where the danger comes, perhaps, right? If I had a sales team, let's say, sure, I could train them, but here's the danger too. If I'm really good at bringing the business in? Do I want to be the one internally training my team? I had a young lady, she, uh, Bippo, uh, it's an app she created, brilliant young lady, 21, newly graduated. She created a, a, a an app and it's a business. So she's building the sales team. So she got on a call with me and she said, I, I don't know what to do. So I helped her strategize and she couldn't afford to bring me in, which I understood. Yeah, yeah. So I said, listen, as you start building it here, and I helped her create her curriculum, right, of what her team would need. And I said, as soon as you have a team in place across the United States, then you need to hand off to me. She and I will create what are the best practices, what are the expectations, all of that. So initially, yeah, I understand I'm too expensive. Use me as a resource, right? Get the pieces of the puzzle in place. Then you bring me in and then we refine it. But at least she has some income coming in then to be able to hire me. But see, she was smart, smart kid. She thought, I need a plan. What is that plan? Even though I can't afford you right now, can you help me? build it. That's really brilliant. So do you find that a lot that you have a lot of people partner like that? Yeah, no, I think that's really critical because I think for both of us, Connie, right? I always tell people all the time, I'm going to stay in my swim lane, right? <laughs> my, my swim lane is sales, right? I've yeah. had experience in other functions as well, but yep. sales is my swim lane. So if I have an issue with training, I'm going to call an expert like you. If I have a marketing issue, I'm going to call in one of my marketing sure. partners, right? Because in that way, I, I become a more valuable resource um, for my client, right? Because yep. I, I don't know everything. Uh, I want to touch on one thing on training because, I, I, you know, like you, it's, it's near and dear to my heart. And that is one of the issues, like I said, that the small business owners face, you know, they say their training is ineffective. But, you know, I I led a a training development um, department for a large company, about 1100 plus reps. And it was funny, because we used to say that, you know, there's a distinction between training and development, right? So I used to say, you train animals, you develop people. Absolutely. Um, Training usually connotates a one time event. Uh, development is an ongoing process. And then lastly, training is something that's done to you, 
development involves you. Okay, so these are the concepts to your point, business owners need to really understand. And I think it's just a misconception out there. You know, truly, it's about um, it's about development. And sometimes, like you said, it's challenging for small business owners because they don't have the resources, but they have people like you out there <laughs> that can provide them with a solution to that and truly make it a truly developmental process Absolutely. that can last for the company. Yeah, and it's funny, um, this young lady, she she wrote testimonials for me and, and I didn't get paid anything, but that's okay. Um, there's an element, I believe, when businesses are starting like hers, um, she's industrious and she's, she's gonna be successful just because of how she's wired. Um, she wasn't afraid to say, say, can you help me? And then, you know, again, we put this plan together and long term, we're both going to win from it, right? So it's a win-win. Plus, I love helping people um, to, like you said, excuse me, to be used as a resource um, to get the plan in motion and bring those right people in. The other thing, like the show, it's exactly what I said at the beginning before we started our recording. This show, you and I, we're having this great conversation. We're providing tips and strategies and ideas. So even if they can't afford to bring you and I in, they're too small, whatever it is, have a conversation, start to lay the plan, and then use us as a resource to be brought in when they are ready to make the move and spend the money. Um, it doesn't have to be like hire me now for the whole you know kit and caboodle. It could be hire me for this very, very small little piece. Uh, one other thing you said, you mentioned marketing. People always say to me, oh, can you help me use sales and marketing? And I go, stop right there. (laughs) Sales and marketing, they're similar. Like you and I were similar with the, with the stuff we do on the sales end, right? We, but we have, I think, um, separate lanes that we work from. And sales and marketing are two very different things. So I have a marketing team because number one, I am not a marketing person. Number two, I don't want to write the copy. Number three, I don't want to do the posts. That's like pins in my eyes, all of that technical stuff. So you hire a marketing department. But you mentioned that sales and marketing, and I just have to comment on that. Because I am not marketing. That is not my world. And I will never, ever say that I, that's my world. I stay in my lane. So I, I was happy that you mentioned that, staying in your lane also. Honey, I think- you touched on that, you know, getting to know you now, I, I know that we have this in common. Number one, we just want to help people, right? Totally. So we just want to help people to be successful and to alleviate some of the stresses and frustrations that they're, uh, that they're finding out there. And then likewise, we want to provide them with the resources they need, even if it's not us, um, because that just in the end helps them to be better. And, you know, it's just, it's good. Right. And, and, and it allows us then to do the things that we're most passionate about, right. Which is for you training for me, sales, you know, I've done marketing, but like I said at the very beginning, I want to do what I'm passionate about. And that's what I've I'm fortunate enough to do right now. You know, it's funny too. And I think you believe in this philosophically as well. Um, I had a client in Connecticut many, many years ago, and they were a really, really small organization. <clears throat> and the CEO and I just, we really hit it off. Um, I, I got what he was doing. I thought he was in it for his people. He wanted to develop his human capital. He got it. Plus he got his business and he was ready to hire me. And and Tom, it, I, I said to him, I'm so expensive for you to trade two people, your return on investment, it, it's just not there. So he had a really um, smart young man 
who was running his marketing department, but the kid was good. I said, let me coach him to teach your one or two salespeople because he had the bandwidth to be able to do it. And so the CEO was like, really? And I said, you know, uh, hire me on it like a consultative hourly basis. It'll be cost effective. We can move the needle and get done what you need. And as you grow, then you bring me in later on. But for now, let's let me help you with that one little piece. And he was he was so appreciative. Do you know, he sent like five or six referrals to me, which was never the expectation for me. But because I did I did the right thing by him, he appreciated, respected me, plus knew that I was good at what I did. And he referred people to me. So that's what we're talking about. When you do the right thing, magic happens all around. Exactly. And, you know, you raised another great point, uh, Connie. You know, I mentioned, like you said, a lot of small business owners, they're, they're strapped for resources. And so you do have to be creative. And I think your solution you propose there is a great one. <laughs> right? I mean, you can still accomplish the same thing, but I'll just do it on a smaller scale. And again, now you've also helped that business owner and also that individual that you're helping to, to coach up, right? That's right. So, again, it's a win-win for everybody. That's right. It's, and see, again, it's not I trained him, I coached him and developed him so that he in turn could go back and develop the, you know, the team of two salespeople or, or whatever it was at the time. Um, it's fascinating, that word training and developing. Developing. Um, you know, I, I, am a, I do sales training. I absolutely do. That's what the corporations call it. But it's really development. Um, coaching is developmental. My training is developmental. And I think that was an important um, distinction as well. Are there, are there one or two things you think at the core for people listening to say, ah, I hear what they're saying. Ah, I don't have a tremendous amount of funds yet. What are the one or two things that you, you think can make the biggest impact and maybe where to start? Well, look, here, here's some very simple things that, you know, um, even if you don't have the expertise, you know, I mentioned some of the statistics that we received in our survey. So, you know, no weekly sales meetings, right? That's an easy thing to fix, right? <laughs> Just sit down, establish a day of the week and hold a, 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 a weekly sales meeting with the team. You know, it's important because that's where you set expectations. Uh, and also you uh, achieve accountability. And also, importantly, you, you provide support. You know, what do you need? Yeah. And that's just a really, really easy thing, you know, that, that a business owner can do. We talked about uh, training. You know, the, the customer relationship or CRM system yeah. is also, I think, really critical because that's your tracking process, right? It allows really visibility and also transparency to the whole sales um, cycle. And it also tracks customer activity. So now you have... Uh, a window into how are you tracking to actually getting to your revenue goals. Now, the only thing I'll caution is, because I know salespeople, as I, I know you do, <laughs> it's got to be simple <laughs> and it's got to be of real value to the sales team. If you're just telling them to input stuff, they're not going to use it, I, I guarantee you. So make sure that it really addresses their needs. Yeah, and, and for me, the CRM, I have one client, um, uh, we I signed, you know, I've been with him about two years, and they they didn't have the budget to train their unit. They had no training up until the point where he brought me in, and they didn't have the money because CRM systems could be quite costly, and they're a fairly big organization. So he said, let's start the developing of the human capital. He felt that was the, the yeah. foundationally the place to go, which I agree with his strategy. And now he's actually signing a CRM system. And it's funny, like, I feel like weekly, I'm like, did we get it yet? Did we get it yet? Because I'm excited to have it. So right now we're using what they have for opening the accounts with, with clients. Yeah. And it's just such a bastardized system. It, yeah. 
it holds information, but that's about the extent of it. Whereas CRM system, you get the profiling aspect. And I don't mean profiling in a bad way. It allows the organization. So let's say you and I um, share a client and I'm following up with the client today. If we don't get those notes in that CRM system and you don't know I made that call and you make the call, now we're irritating the client instead of adding a value. So it's, it's that, I love that word transparency. Everybody can see when you have multiple touch points with a client, it allows that everybody can see what's going on and how that client is being moved through from being a prospect into, you know, being an actual client that we could cross sell and all those things down the road. The other thing I like about the CRM system from a coaching perspective, you know, you said have weekly uh, sales meetings, agree 100%. I also think we have to use the CRM system from the pipeline perspective so that if I'm coaching you, Tom, I can look at how many clients are in your pipeline that are moving through the process because it does take time. It's not like I go in slam, bam, thank you, ma'am, right? That's not how relationships are built. And we're all about building that relationship. So how do I take that client through the pipeline process? That's the coaching opportunity because me as a coach, I can see developmentally where Tom has stagnated or where he keeps hitting that roadblock. So their CRM system, it captures information, but can also be used for me as a coach, the developmental piece of it, right? Does that make sense? No, actually, you know, and that's really 100% correct and very, very important because you used the word profiling before. And I think a lot of salespeople get paranoid that these systems are being used to monitor me or watch my activity. No, no, no. (laughs) It's exactly what you said. It's an opportunity to see where you are and how can I help you? How can I support you so that you can be successful and close the sale? You know, the the other issue um, I touched on in the survey was that, you know, there's no there's no short-term or long-term <laughs> pipeline or forecasting process, and you just covered it. You said the CRM system, if you don't have that, it's like going on a trip without a GPS. <laughs> and so your CRM system, then it can track you know, your sales activity, um, the size of a deal, the progress towards that, and closing time. So now you can start to predict your revenue based on what's right. control in that pipeline. I mean, I, you know, you can't run a business without knowing what the future <laughs> is going to hold. That's right. And it's, it's the trackability, accountability. But for me, it's that um, we, we have to start using these tools, not as a gotcha, why aren't you closing business? But hey, you seem to get to this point with the client and then you kind of die. Let's it's not a gotcha. It's why. Why is that happening? What are you saying? What are you doing? Are you not following up? Are you following up? But are you being obnoxious with the follow up? You know, is it a respectful follow up? Um, there's so much that can be identified by those stoppages that and, and what happens. And, and tell me if you see this happen a lot, actually. So what businesses do? OK, Connie's not performing, but they're not coaching. They're not using that CRM to see where the stoppage is from a developmental standpoint. Let's fire her and bring somebody else new on. Do you see that? Which, yes, which, again, think about that. Think about the the wasted investment and resources there. I mean, you've seen the statistics on what does it cost to actually onboard and train a new sales representative? It's it's a fair amount of money if you're doing it right. 
And now you just threw all that away because you weren't willing to put in that time to really help develop them. And you just hit some really important points, Connie. In that CRM system, that's a diagnostic tool. And that's where you can bring in an expert like yourself and say, okay, they're not getting to the closing phase. What's happening? You can identify that. <laughs> and you can teach that skill. And you can tell right. them, okay. And now, now you've invested in somebody who's going to ultimately contribute to your company's bottom line instead of <laughs> restarting that whole process all over again. Because the same thing is going to happen. So the new person comes in, maybe they make it past the point of the previous person, but they get stuck somewhere else. So it's this like churn and burn where there's so much time and money wasted. And for me as a business owner, time and money are two precious commodities that I don't waste. So when I come in and I see them um, return and burn, return and burn, hire new, hire. And I think, why are you hiring these new people? Are all the people you're, so it could be that your hiring process sucks. You know, maybe we need to look at that. Maybe you're hiring the wrong person or maybe you're not leveraging the diagnostic tools. Like you said, there's so many moving parts to this. Yep. Get somebody in who can analyze it and tell you where the real glitch is happening instead of spending wasting time and money. My head wants to explode when I see businesses doing that. And the other thing I want to comment, comment on, and I, I think you see this too. I go into organizations and some of my organizations are fairly large. So they have a lot of coaches, right? depending on the number of salespeople and, and uh, territories and stuff like that. And some of the coaches are stellar and you think, oh, please let me throw like my lump of clay. Let me get in there. I can make them superstars. I get so excited. And then on the flip side, you have people that are coaching that maybe shouldn't be coaching, but because of longevity or they were good at sales, let's put them in that spot. And the reality is they should not be coaching people at all. They should be just doing their own sales thing and be business development officers. So what happens is you hire these great salespeople, but because the coach is faulty and they should really just be in, in this, not just, but stay, stay in their lane with their good at sales, let them rock it. Um, no, they, we start coaching and then whew, time and money again, we end up firing all of those, what could have been the next layer of who the next coach, super, superstar coach could have been. So it's, yeah. we, we yeah. get on this treadmill, I feel sometimes, and it's hard, it's hard to get off when you create those bad habits. Well, and Connie, that's, again, a great point. You mentioned this earlier. It all starts with, you know, making sure you have the right people in the right roles, right? And so, again, frequently you hear from business owners, the, the sales team is not staffed properly. Well, okay, it all starts with having the best possible people in, in the right role, right? So, as you know, your job description is critical, right? It's got to clearly outline the role, the responsibilities, expectations, criteria for success. Sure. And, uh, and, and those are the people. And there's tools out there, as you know, that can help business owners identify those people you know, through having the right job description, the right profile. And then you mentioned, you know, uh, sales managers, right? Uh, I strongly encourage teams to have a sales manager in place. Maybe that doesn't mean a formal, <laughs> you know, individual, but like you said, with the, with the person that you coached up to help them do a, uh, a development program, it's the same thing, right? If you have a highly motivated sales individual, they can be coached up to help, you know, lead that sales team. And, and it helps because it takes the burden off of the business owner. And that's what we're trying to accomplish in the first place. And then also make sure you have the proper sales structure, right? So as you know, there's, you know, is it inside sales reps or outside sales reps? You know, do I want 1099 contract reps or do I want W2, you know, full-time hires? Um, so those are also important distinctions, but then that helps you create your job description to make sure that you do get the very best people in those roles. 
Do you help companies who are relatively small? Maybe they don't have an HR department per se. Um, can you help them with the job description? Do you bring in other partners maybe that are HR experts that can help with that? Yeah, that's a great question. I can actually do both, right? So um, again, if you think of what does a sales manager do in, in any you know company, you know it's it's exactly those things, right? Hiring, firing reps, you know, writing job descriptions, comp plans, KPIs, getting a CRM system in place. Those are all the things that I really work to deliver for that small uh, business owner. Now. Aside from that, I do also have strategic partners so that if it's a, you know, if it's a particular type of search they're looking for or, or individual, I can help them create the profile to, to kind of screen for those people. Yeah. And likewise, I can also put them in touch with either a strategic partner or a referral partner who will actually go out and do the recruiting. And that is so important, Connie, as you know, <laughs> you know, like you said earlier, pound uh, foolish, penny wise, pound foolish, right? There's sure. all the kinds of ways you can find people, right? You can, the cheapest, you can do a LinkedIn post or an Indeed post, right? but chances are you may not get the exact quality that you're right. looking for. And so you got to think about that, right? I mean, you know, so you got to think about what am I looking for and then what's the best vehicle to achieve that? Yeah. And, and it's funny because you do have so many resources. I have so many resources. Why wouldn't you tap into someone you trust, right? That knows exactly what they're doing to be able to set this up so that, when you when you take the time, you're you know, penny wise, pound foolish, you're right. If you take the time to strategically set the strong foundation, then you can add the bricks and mortar as you go along to create the team that's gonna flourish versus constantly making these same mistakes. Just you know, all the things we just talked about um, yeah, yeah. just now. Yeah. So it's important. But um yeah, and it's funny, like people will say to me, um, can you help with our job descriptions? And it's funny, I'm I'm like, I'll look at it, but not my world. Like I have never been in HR. One of the things never want to be in HR, not my world. So why I can look at it and say, oh, here's some flags in the play. I see just because I know what quality you need in a salesperson, but I don't want to, I don't want to be the one writing the description. So you and I, I think we have a great, um, that balance, see, in my intro, you know, sales, I'm all sales. Mm, I'm all front end sales. You're all that back end sales. And the other thing I think is cool, Tom, and why you and I, I think, hit it off right out of the gate is because I see the value in what you do. And I know I have blind spots with that because that's not my world. And I think the reverse, because you understand the training, the developmental aspect of it, and you see the caliber, right? We were on a call. I did a speech event uh, for a local local event for our chamber Tom was one of the participants and it was funny I I did the the, the um I was the speaker. And then Tom at the end said, hey, Con, you made a really valid point about and you dug in, but you understood where I was coming from because your sales, too. You're just the flip side of it. Right. We're we're on the same coin. We just have a different uh, perspective. I love it. I think it's amazing. Yeah, we, we speak the same language. Totally. I think, I think the word is synergy. We have a lot yeah. of synergy. Yeah. Totally get you. I think you totally get me. I don't want to do what you do. <laughs> So you're my guy, you know, you know, I, it's, you know, you know, I laugh all the time when I go to clients and they're like, you know, we're looking to do this. And I think, okay, you know, not my world. I got a guy and I tease them because they go, they always go, do you have a guy? I go, I got a guy. So, you know, you look, we've been doing this so darn long, Tom, right? We, yeah. 
I know, I know somebody in every aspect of business that you can bring in, um, you know, to help support whatever the business is that, that you or I are helping. So, yeah, I mean, like we're like a resource um, chain uh, for businesses. I love it. I love it. And I love helping businesses by referring. And I'll ask you one last question. We're out of time. How many emails do you send weekly where you say, Connie, I need you to meet Joe. Joe, I need you to meet Peter. How many a week? Oh, gosh. I, I, I don't know if I keep counting. <laughs> I, mean, I just sent one out this morning, actually. Um, uh, a gentleman I talked to yesterday, and, you know, and, and so I, I connected two people. Because, again, that's just part of the whole cycle here of, uh, you know, like you said, it expands your network and your resources. Totally. That's going to make you more valuable to your clients um, as well. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You can't do enough of that as far as I'm concerned. It's just – and plus I love learning about people and what they do, too. I, I just love learning about people's professions and businesses. But I think it completes us. It makes us a more valuable resource to even our existing clients with those because they trust us. So when I do an introductory email, um, as long as you well, wait, let me step back. The only way I'm going to refer someone is if I think you're a stellar at what you're what you do. I would never introduce someone that I think "Eh, I'm not sure if they've got it together. So because people know me and because I have a good reputation and because I have high standards, um, they know anybody like if if I introduce you to to a client, they know Tom's got to be like the pinnacle in his in his industry, right, of what he's doing. Otherwise, Connie never would have sent the introduction. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think yesterday I sent an introductory email. It's happening several times a week where I'm saying, oh my gosh, I have somebody for you. Oh my gosh. You know, somebody says something and I'm like, you need to meet someone, um, you know, X, Y, Z. And I just want to comment one more, one more thing on that. Cause I think it's important. You know, I wrote the book, right. That's what, uh, um, uh, the, on the speaking event, right. They shared my link, um, because number one, international bestseller, yay, all of those things. I had a conversation in a, in a networking one-on-one with someone I had met. I think she's out in Colorado somewhere, so she's not even in Jersey. And I mentioned oh, this book, and I have to get it published. She goes, oh, my God, I have a friend. I went to, I went to, we knew each other since kindergarten or whatever. Um, I'm going to send you that email. That person who helped me get my, mar- my book to market, and then she hooked me up with the PR firm, I probably have sent them 10 different people who made a comment to me, Con, your book, I have a book. I don't know what to do. Stop. I've got the people for you. Isn't that a a great feeling? (laughs) And you know why, Tom, I think for me, and I I bet for you, when someone says, oh, I'm in that same plot, same spot, I remember the book was ready and I had, I had no idea what to do next. And that, you know, laying in bed at night, what do I do? How do I do it? Oh my, because I didn't know what I didn't know because I had never done it before. And here I mentioned that out loud and right, the universe gave me someone and look at the magic that's happened in, in my life. So um, I do the same for everybody because that's that's our job. That's our job is to help support um, and and grow our network. But we're in this together as the tide rises, man. Let's rise together. You know. Well, you know what, Connie? It's interesting. That kind of brings it all back full circle, right? Because that's exactly what we're preaching for small business owners, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of resources out there, right? You just have to raise your hand <laughs> and say, I need help <laughs> and I, I need someone to 
help advise me who has expertise in this field. You know, it's like you go to a doctor, right? Um, you, you know, if you're like me, you spend about a week self-diagnosing yourself until you realize that, <laughs> until you realize that, you know, I don't know, maybe I don't, maybe, maybe the web is not the best place to go look. And, and, and so you finally realize, you know what, I really need a physician because they are the expert in diagnosing what's wrong with me. And then most importantly, treating it. And it's the same thing here, right? If you're struggling with, you know, development, if you're struggling with sales, if you're struggling with marketing, there's experts out there, you know, raise your hand. And like you said, 100%. sometimes it's not even, it's not even a, a cost-based transaction. Sometimes to just get the advice. Absolutely. Get the advice. And it's true. Raise your hands. And, and I've learned that over the 20 years because I thought I could do everything myself. And that I think is business owners. That's what we do, right? We ego, whatever you want to call it. I learned a long time ago. I talked to everybody. Hey, do you know anybody? Do you know anybody? Do you know? Because I know that that's the only way I'm going to get to the next level of whatever I'm creating for my business. You have to raise your hand. That, that's really well said. Um, guys, I you think, yeah, you think, because, oh, by the way, we're, we're generating solutions for ourselves instead of saying, I have to figure it out. No, you don't. Raise your hand. There's a million, of, million experts out there. You just have to make sure that you surround yourself with the right experts because they'll bring other correct experts into the fold for you. Yeah, it's all about that syn- synergy, synchronicities, you know, call it what you will. Yeah, I agree. So I hope you guys, um, Tom, in my discussion today, I hope it inspired you. And I hope you're going, holy crap, I think I need some help. Um, So if you do, I think everybody should have Tom on the payroll. Uh, Go to his, you could either email him at T, and then his last name is P like Peter, R-I-N-C-I-P-E at, and then it's sales, S-A-L-E-S, X, the letter X, C-E-L-E-R-A-T-I-O-N. So salesacceleration.com. Did I say that right? Yes, that is correct. Very good. Got it. Okay. It only took me the whole show to figure that one out, right, Tom? That's, that's okay. And uh, Tom's website, again, is sales success. So I'm, I'm going to spell it. It's just easier for me. S-A-L-E-S-S-X-E-S-S. Dot com. That is correct, sir. <laughs> Thank you so much. And here's the deal, guys. I promise I'm going to post that sucker uh, because you're like, wait, what did she just say? I'll post it. I'll backlink it. You guys will be able to find it. And I'll make sure I put that in the show notes. Tom, thank you so much uh, for being just awesome, filled with information. Thank you for share, sharing all those stats out of the gate. Blue, it blows my mind when I hear those stats like that. It's just, it's crazy. It's just crazy. So thank you so much for that. Really right, appreciate it. Thank you that. so much. This has been a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed it. So uh, good luck to you. I, I get I you. Love the fact that I know a best-selling author now. So that yeah, cool. yeah, that and that and a dime won't even get you a cup of coffee anymore, right? <laughs> Don't go just yet. Um, so you guys, if you need a little bit more Connie in your life, a uh, couple of things, please go to Amazon. Um, I will post the link in the uh, show notes as well. My book, ESP: Easy Sales Process: Seven Steps to Sales Success. Um, easy read. It's like seventy-five pages. You can implement immediately and the kindle version i think is six six ninety nine six bucks 
So go out and buy it. Um, also, I am launching my masterclass, and that is going to kind of be going through the year. I'll have different um, different ones starting up throughout the year. Go to WhitmanAssos.com slash ESP masterclass. Uh, go on my website, WhitmanAssos.com. I have a resource page with a bunch of free stuff for you um, filled with a bunch of goodies. And also the free communication style assessment, WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA. Oh, my God, I just threw a whole bunch of links at you. I promise I'll backlink them for you. Um, Tom, thanks again. I, I love you. I love I'm so I'm so glad we met. I'm glad we're in the same circle, um, you know, in our local network. That really makes me happy as well. Um, a real delight having you on the show. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for putting these on, Connie. They're extremely helpful, I think. To Thank you. Them. Yeah, I hope people use them as a free resource. You know, yeah. it's it's about getting the information out there. Use it as another tool. Right. That's that's what we're here for. Um, thanks again. And, and you guys, um, thanks for joining us. And I do hope you join us weekly as we question question, build, and discover together that no matter what change you're going through, we've got your back. I have guests um, that are sharing tips, tools, strategies to help you navigate that change in your life. Um, You've been listening to Enlightenment of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman on Web Talk Radio. Thanks, everybody. I wish you a wonderful week where you opened your mind to what is possible. You've been listening to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to hear Connie Whitman and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies that can be implemented immediately. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.